0: Welcome back to the Red Dye Stories RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and today we're going to be answering some voicemails about the poisonous plants supplement and reusing campaign settings. Cue the music. And first up, we have a call from Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast dropping some of his initial thoughts about. The Poisoned Plants Supplement.
1: So I shouldn't call in before I listen to the episode, but you mentioned 5E, this um, latest thing you're reviewing, Poisonous Plants, is written for 5E, and you're like, oh, the horror. But let's be honest, a good supplement, it's irrelevant what the system is. I mean, if it's a supplement that's all about the rules and mechanics, then it matters what the system is. But if it's a supplement that's got a lot of narrative in there, and it's themes and ideas and say, random tables, it can be kind of agnostic, then it doesn't matter what what the system's for. You could take a supplement, you you know, for whatever. Look at Perilous Wilds for Dungeon World. You can use that with any system. There's just great stuff in there. And the same thing with a lot of these. A lot of the the Rollmaster supplements I have, you can pull that information out. Or GURPS is famous for this, right? People buy the GURPS books and use it, the information in there, but not the rules mechanics. So it being a 5e supplement... isn't a negative at all if you're going for the setting
0: yeah Jason is absolutely right here and my sort of mock horror to it being a 5e supplement was more than a little bit tongue-in-cheek and yeah I've certainly used a lot of GURPS supplements GURPS Imperial Rome is one of my favorite supplements even though I don't run GURPS I've used the historical information from that in no end of games but tell me Jason what did you think of the episode once you'd listened to it
1: Adrian, Jason here just want to say after listening to poison plants you covered what i covered pretty succinctly so i shouldn't have called you before the show
0: that is absolutely fine jason you never need to apologize for calling in your input is always greatly appreciated
1: but i stand by my comments that these kind of things are very useful so for example i don't play 5e not that i hate 5e colin green but i just don't play it but that said i'm gonna buy a copy of this supplement because it'd be super useful for a ton of different games and from the sound of it i really love that description you read of that you know the one plant and some of the different ways you could use it so that could be super useful in any game you just might have to adapt it a little bit to the mechanics of your game no big deal thank you for doing these kinds of reviews john really appreciate it and i will talk to you soon
0: thanks very much jason very much appreciated yeah i think you're absolutely right a one of the lots of big appeals for various versions of D for me is that all of them to a lesser or greater degree are broadly compatible and yet whilst like a fifth edition supplement it might take some tinkering for me to use it in my old school game of choice currently old school essentials you know if there's a lot of information that you can fairly easily port over or use or even if you don't use it directly, you can take inspiration from it and as we were saying in previous voicemail episodes and the episode where I was talking about drawing a blank if something gives you inspiration regardless of whether it's a game book for a different system or a book that's from something else entirely a film a news story, whatever the hell it may be, then it's got to be a good thing i've always seen some RPG creations a bit like a sort of melting pot you know your ideas are the ingredients you put into it and the more stuff you throw into it the better the chances of getting something interesting out of it so thank you very much for that call in and we're going to round off this short voicemail episode with a call from joe at raven god games who has something to say about our episode where we talked about running multiple games in the same campaign world take it away
2: joe Hey John, it's Joe from Raven God Games. Uh, just kind of reaching out to respond to your question about, um, you know, reusing uh, settings. And I'm I'm definitely someone who, you know, revisits settings. You know, whether it be, you know, a pre-written setting like Ravenloft, which I can go back to regularly, um, or something that I've created on my own. Like uh, I've been using a setting home setting that myself and some other friends created in like the late 90s. I've run miniatures games in that um, second edition third edition white box maybe some other things I can't even remember but it's it's been around a long time. I like to jump between like time periods, maybe jump ahead 10 years or 100 years whatever. Uh, it's interesting it l- helps really build that setting and, and the players They revisit that and they get really invested in it. Right, man, later. Thanks very much for that
0: call, Joe. Much appreciated. And I think Joe's highlighted one of the things I really love about the idea of maintaining a consistent campaign world between games, which is that in any particular campaign, you're focused on a specific thing, you know, that's like the theme of that campaign. So there's maybe like other bits of the campaign world or other things you'd like to explore that would be great for expanding the lore of the campaign world. And sort of deepening it and giving it more sort of texture, but it maybe doesn't fit into that particular campaign, and you don't want to like overstuff it with a load of things that are only tangentially relevant. Whereas if you go back and you later on you run another campaign set in the campaign world, not only can you potentially shift the focus somewhat, maybe to a different continent, to a different time period, or something like that, but to enrich your game world but also you can show the effects that the actions of earlier player characters had on the history of your campaign world and it really makes it feel like the when the player characters do sort of big like world shaking things that the world is actually shaken and it has an effect that echoes down through the history of the campaign world rather than you reaching the end of the campaign the campaign world goes in a box and it's never seen again so even if you have a, a sort of nice climax to the game and it's all really cool and everyone really enjoyed it, that's it. It's pretty much dealt with. Whereas if you then go, all right, okay, we're running a campaign set in the same campaign world, but it's 10 years later, you can do some fun callbacks to the actions of the earlier player parties. And if you've got any players in the next game who are actually in that, it gives them a sense of accomplishment because they know that their successes and their defeats are... All helped to shape this ongoing campaign world and I think that's a really great fun thing which I don't see a lot of other hobbies enabling you to do so i think that's a really cool thing about rpgs so thank you very much to jason and joe for calling in if you'd like to get in touch and maybe be featured in a future voicemail episode we're currently only putting the voicemail episodes out on the podcast not on youtube but you can send us a voicemail to either speakpipe or anchor there'll be links in the description down below or if you want to you could send us an email to rdd podcast at gmail.com maybe you'll be featured in a future episode maybe you want to chat about something we've talked about previously maybe you just want to chat about rpgs in general that's absolutely fine we'd love to hear from you so until we see you again take care stay safe and whenever you're playing have fun